I've never seen you like that before. I mean, you know, you've been gone for what six weeks, and then you just come in and you fired uh, the doctor and the enforcer. <laughs> I didn't even want to, but I had to make a statement to I you. Mean, I guess they, they showed up, and you were like, "Get off! Get yeah. off this call, call right now!" Yeah, and there was some confusion about that phrase itself, but you know, they uh, <laughs> right. sure finally got it. Figured finally out. figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you said, "Lose my number." <laughs> Which was I thought was excessive and harsh. Yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> um, so I chased those guys out of here. Yeah. So it's just a two-man this week? I mean, is this permanent or is this just, I mean, are you trying to make a statement? It's like benching the starters. Yeah, like- no, right now, like, don't tell them this, but I mean, right now it's, it's obviously the $15,000 fine. Um, well, we saw that, that, that Jason had done the Sam Cassell – uh, celebration after celebration the last dance. show. Yeah, it's and evocative like, of something that's you know, yeah, untoward. So, uh, you know, y- you got to take a stand on that. Okay, but, so uh, so you're so you want them to believe they're fired, but maybe it's just like a, a scare them, you know, stare, scare them straight moment. Uh, you know what? Though in this climate, they'll they'll be they'll be in another podcast, you know, tomorrow. Uh, this climate. I thought everybody already had a podcast. That's we actually we are we're nearing saturation That's like right. like complete saturation. <laughs> so they might have to come crawling back. Uh, well, I was just no. I assume they've already started their own. Oh, I see. Sure, sure. They've they've started their own spinoff. But if they haven't, then then they can come crawling back. Well, um, it's actually kind of it's it's been a fun day at work because there's no enforcer, you know, enforcing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little yeah. afraid of you now because apparently you can just fire us at will. But <laughs> somebody's got to do it. It's you know, it's a it's a uh, it's a job. Somebody's got to do it. So have you just been listening for like six weeks and just like seething, just waiting to get back on and just <laughs> just tell us all off? God, I wish I had the time to do that. Um, uh, I you know, I still I do the seething right, but like, um, but know, only with us in- on the background. It's just because you're like dealing starts. with a baby and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's he's always up to something. So you just hear us in the background and you're upset. <laughs> yes, Perfect. that's not new, but you know, <laughs> that's actually how the show usually goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to get my word in edgewise, but you know. Oh yeah, we, we hardly let you do that. Mm-hmm. Even though you're the only one with a radio voice. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I worked hard for this. All that scotch and cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that was your nickname in uh, college, right? Scotch and cigar, it, Joey. No, that was that was middle school. Oh, middle school. That's where I got those stories confused. Yeah, yeah. The I didn't know you till after college, so I just you know. Yeah. When they said true. school, I assumed they meant uh, right. college, but yeah, yeah. they meant middle yeah. school, huh? Yeah. But uh, do we start the show? No, Are we doing no, this. We have, oh. Yeah, we're doing this. So we should start the show. Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be here. Good to be here. We missed you. Yeah. But so, it's... so you t- you had your paternity leave, um, uh-huh. um, and your kid is now eighteen and gone to college, and so now you can join us again for the uh, for the show. Is that what happened? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He chose. He chose to go to a trade school. So. Okay. Hey, that's fine. 
you know. Oh no, I. I the return on the investment is, is way, way better. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is November 28th, 2021, and this is episode 551-ish. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. Um, this show we're going to discuss the four games of the week versus Chicago, the LA Lakers, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Joining me this show is one of our analysts, but we're still coast to coast like buttered toast. He's from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's our in-house bartender. He mixed up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. We are very much uh, like mid-country right now. We're mid-coast. Mid-coast, okay. <laughs> Between the coasts. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, um, I would uh, like to shout out uh, both uh, Jason and Harper. Uh, you mentioned that this is episode uh, 551-ish. Uh, we recorded a Thursday show, um, and then it was the holidays and I dropped the ball. It may be put out at some point, or it may be just a, a, a lost pod. We'll see. Uh, wait for some extra content. Maybe uh, if you're a... Um, uh, Patreon member, uh, we can put it up there for you, and you can you can hear a free show mm. that only the people who pay can listen to. Right, everybody else gets it for free, but they well, <laughs> no, they won't get it at they all. They don't get it at all. Right, so but, the free show is for the paying customers. That's correct. <laughs> okay, as long as we're clear. <laughs> okay. Um, dude, yeah, that was uh, you know. For what it's worth, I wasn't on that show, so. <laughs> hey, look, it's hard. We got we got kids with babies. We got we got kids with families that are traveling. Um, I yep. was traveling, um, so anyway. Uh, but we're we're back with you, team. Yep. Um, and before we start the show, the you know the the paying the paying people we we uh, mentioned previously were uh the people who support us over at patreon.com slash undebeatables and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month thanks to everyone who's done that uh and then higher you get, tiers you get paid yeah. free content when you do that you get paid free content <laughs> uh you get a koozie you know some of the higher tiers get a koozie and if you want access to our uh undebeatable slack you can get there I'm uh, Joey. I'm 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 going to break some news on the show. I'm currently working on the design for the new T-shirt. Oh, but they have to buy the last T-shirt. Somebody's got to buy the last T-shirt before okay. we we do a new one. So, okay, got to get that out of your closet. You heard it here first with me. <laughs> 
All right, John. There were four games of the week, and um, you know, as if it's not been totally clear, I uh, got a little one running around. And, not running. Um, a lot of sleeping. A lot of laying yeah. around. So I watch, uh, you know, basically the the games. I watch as much as I can. Sometimes I'm able to watch them later. Um, when you're not but, falling asleep. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing what I can here. But so I, I did get to watch a lot of the Chicago game. Um, Pacers win 109-77. Um, last I remember uh, from last year, the Bulls were looked terrible. They, I don't know, as far as I can tell from this watching this, they're still bad. Um, and Pacers win big time. Um, I guess they were like first in the East or whatever, but. Um, <laughs> Sabonis looking good, 21 points, 11 boards. He gets his normal double-double. Uh, Brogdon with 16. Uh, Miles Turner, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Um, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, uh, the only ones getting in double digits uh, for the Bulls. So uh, not a good look from Chicago. Uh, second game of the week, I got to see more of this one than I wanted to. Uh, Pacers <laughs> take on the L.A. Lakers. Uh, they lose this one 124 to 116. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but the Pacers had a nice lead much of the game. Uh, lost that lead right towards the end, and Duarte hits this clutch three to to t- send the game to overtime, uh, wherein the Lakers um, beat the ever living crap out of us, uh, <laughs> and we we lose by eight in overtime. So. Um, there's there's much more to that game too, but uh, LeBron uh, went ham on us, 39 points, and uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, short of a triple double, but 20 points there. Uh, on the Pacers side, Holiday with 16 points, bonus 14 points, uh, Malcolm Brogdon rocking 28, and Duarte with 17 off the bench. So looking good, looking good for the young guy. Third game of the week, the quality win. Pacers uh, take on the, the Raptors and win this one 114 to 97. Uh, this is when I caught the day after. Colson, uh, when you were over, we got to watch the replay of the game. Um, Pacers, they look good. Uh, it was like a good professional win. You know, wasn't you know wasn't a blowout, but they they uh, they looked respectable. You know, they they gave up 35 points in the in the first quarter, but uh, respond with 35 of their own in the second. And uh, took a lead into halftime, and uh, you know never looked back. So, I mean, it was a, a, a good win against a, a, a you know a pretty okay team. Fred, Freddie Van Vliet dropped twenty six on us. Uh, Siakam and Barnes had seventeen each um, from the Pacers side. Sabonis, uh, nice twenty three and eighteen, uh, looking good for uh, you, you know he almost had two double doubles in a game, but. Uh, <laughs> Is that how that works? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Miles um, Turner getting his double double on with uh, seventeen and ten, and, and Brogdon eleven points and twelve assists. Another one for him, and uh, Keelan Martin getting fifteen points off the bench. And I know you were a big fan of Tory Craig this game. I was. Uh, My goodness. Yeah. It's, uh, eleven points, but a lot of O boards, a lot of good like clutch O boards. Yeah, and just being tough. Yeah, I loved it. And Sunday, get the uh, matinee game here. The 
Pacers take on the Bucks at home and lose this one 118 to 100. And yeah, Bucks kind of started up and never looked back. I mean, this was never in question as far as I could tell. Anytime, you know, uh, late into the game, it was it was over. Uh, but uh, Giannis was. 26 and 13 and nothing we could do Did against whatever him. he wanted yeah just we had no answers for him as, as very few people do he be drew holiday 23 points nine assists um, bobby portis 15 points chris middleton get 14 uh, george hill pretty okay showing 13 points off the bench uh, from the Pacers side karis lavert 23 points uh brogdon with 16 and uh you know, Sabonis and Miles Turner were uh, sub-impressive this game. Uh, they combined for six points. Yeah, and uh, even uh, weren't on the floor. Actually, we went with a lineup without a traditional center. I think I think what the stat was, they've only done that nine minutes all season. Um, yeah. We went for most of the second half without Goga, uh, Turner, or Sabonis on the floor because um, the bigs couldn't hang with... The mobility of Giannis at center, which is what they were running a lot with. And Portis was playing center and, and beating them up, too, and but also outquicking them. So, um, yeah, not a great showing. But, I mean, they're the champs. Um, and, um, you know, I thought we hung in there in the first half. I thought we played some pretty solid defense. Okay, well, okay, let me – there's lots of things I have to say. There's a million – I have a million thoughts on this week. <laughs> but let me start with a fun fact. This is my fun fact of the week. Uh, today the Colts played this morning uh, at uh, Lucas Oil, and an hour after that game, the Pacers played uh, and at uh, the Gainbridge uh, Fieldhouse. They're within walking distance of each other, so you could have gone to see the Colts and then gone to see the Pacers. If you'd gone to see the Colts, you would have uh, seen them play the defending champion Bucks, and if you'd gone. And uh, to the Pacers, you would have seen uh, them play the defending champion Bucks. I think that's a crazy day. It's a crazy stat. <laughs> One Buck has no uh, K, though. So that's true. It's the Buccaneers. Uh, but uh, uh, that was an incredible game too. Uh, uh, the uh, the coach finally uh, decided to start using Jonathan Taylor and running, and we scored easily. In the, in the, near the end of the game, but uh, Tom Brady still had three minutes left to, to go down and score a touchdown on us um, when it was a tied game. So don't leave Tom Brady three minutes. That's what I always say. So, I mean, I guess the thing that stuck out to me was, I mean, the Lakers game was was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I thought the Pacers were going to be able to, to hold off, but, you know, not, not shocked that, um, you know, LeBron and his... Uh, you know, his crew of uh, Hall of Famers is, uh, you know, they're able to, to, you know, to pull something out here. Um, and, and LeBron was just, just absolute beast mode, um, you know, at the end of the game and into overtime. Um, of course, there was the, the incident where uh, uh, two of the fans had, had apparently said something that was uh, very objectionable enough that uh, they were asked to leave um and with with 
no real complaints from them. Um, yeah, so LeBron basically goes over to the refs and points out this this, this couple, this young couple sitting on the the uh, baseline. They're, they have you know not baseline. They're sitting sitting on the uh, half court uh, floor seats, and he points them out. And you know, within two or three seconds, security was there and was like, "All right, time to go." Um, there wasn't even really a question about you know what did you guys say or anything. They just got up and left. I I um I know LeBron hears everything you know i'm sure he hears people say a lot of crummy stuff to him as as fans uh, you know as opposing fans he doesn't point people out very often so this must have been uh something he took exception to yeah it it sound you would think it was egregious uh, for him to make a scene like that so yeah and and the you know the 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 woman kind of made a, a pouty face as though you know LeBron couldn't handle it, but uh, he handled his business and got him the, got them thrown out, and then used that motivation to have the most points he has all season. The only reason they win this game is because LeBron James became LeBron James again from five years ago. He couldn't miss a three pointer. He was, you know, he was he was just on fire. He was taking people on the block. He was not missing, and it's like he is one of the you know greatest basketball players to ever play the game. And all guys like that need is a little bit of an edge, you know. We we we, you, we all saw the last dance about Michael Jordan. He's just making up reasons to be mad at somebody so he can play well. This couple gave LeBron a real reason to be angry, and he took it out on the Pacers. So, if you were a fan of the team and you were going to a game to watch uh, your Pacers, root on your Pacers. Don't poke the bear, which is what they did here, and. Uh, um, I, I truly believe that's the difference in this game. <laughs> he got so hot after that. Um, I do want to shout out Duarte, though. Rookie. Mm, you, yeah. you mentioned it. He was basically fading uh, in the corner behind the backboard and splashes a three to put it to overtime. Um, so uh, fantastic by the rookie. Um, this kid is just great. He's just so good. Um, fun fact, uh, he is older than... Um, three-fifths of the uh, Raptors starting lineup and he's a rookie so you know this is a great pickup for us he's just such an adult out there he's playing really well so shout out so, uh, eight track yeah so so uh Have you oh Joey I'm sorry you were gone uh we're yeah. now calling Duarte eight track when you say we who who's the members of that I mean the podcast uh do are are, are Jason and and Colson, are they awesome? Are, and, and Harper, are they also calling him a track? I mean, I'm calling him that, and they're not telling me not to. So I assume that they're. Okay. I'm sure okay. that I assume they're in. Okay. Um, so when I was here last, um, it was you know post draft, and you and actually this is where um, just don't put this in the show, but go back here, uh, right? Insert here. Um, all the crappy stuff you said about uh, Duarte. Um, <laughs> Didn't say crappy stuff. No, you, you, no. you were... Uh, no, 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 no. I said that uh, he had no upside. He was a ready-to-play basketball player. There's just no upside. I still stand behind that. He's not going to become... I mean, he's going to get better as you do in, as a professional basketball player gets better. But we didn't, we didn't draft an 18-year-old guy who's the sky's the limit. We drafted a professional basketball player who's going to be very solid for us for hopefully the rest of his career. I don't think I said anything different than that. I did talk a lot of schmack about Isaiah Jackson um, mm-hmm. because um, we had traded 
Aaron Holiday for that pick. It's not Isaiah Jackson's fault. In fact, he got some trash minutes against uh, uh, Antetokounmpo, and I thought had a pretty good showing against him. Yeah. Had some good he tough rebounds. He can jump really high when he rebounds. Yeah, yeah. So I think this kid, you know, uh, 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 Carlisle has said that uh, Isaiah Jackson is, is one of the most special athletes he's ever seen in his life. Um, you know, so we took a, a gamble on this kid. He's 18. He's a guy with upside. Um, maybe he can hope to someday be as good as 8-track. Um, Gerald Green was a special athlete, too. He was right, one of them. right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think he was in the league for 34 years, so, <laughs> so it worked out. For, for 34 teams. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was on a couple teams that, you know, collapsed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing to do with him, though. It's just circumstance. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, we're talking about the Chicago game, too. Um, you know, the, I keep thinking Chicago is just, um, I keep being surprised that they don't just fold, uh, like the organization, but just like pack their bags, just say, I don't know, nice head, try head to Seattle. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, this game, um, I, I mean, I, you know, getting, getting DeMar Rosen and Zach Levine, um, you know, those guys are good. Um. You know, that game wasn't their game, but the, um, the team is good. I mean, what the did you say? They had the, they had the best record in the East before we played them that game. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I think they were either in first or tied or for first in the yeah. East. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, they were near. They're either first or second in the East. And we went into their house. Um, this was the 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 win of the year. Um, this was where we put together our offense and our defense in one game. I don't know. Hopefully the season won't be like this where, so I believe it was two weeks ago I had decided we'd turn the corner um, and we'd gone three and one. We'd had a bunch of quality wins. And then the next week we went one and three and I was like totally confused. And they were all really bad losses to like Detroit and stuff. Um, And then we go into Chicago and decimate this team, dominate them. We did everything we wanted in this game. Um, they couldn't score on us, and we we scored it well. It was a beautiful game to watch. I enjoyed it so much. You know, this next game against the Lakers, you're right. We probably should have uh, won that game uh, without the, the heroics of, of uh, an all-time player. We do win that game. Um, and then and then go and, and manhandle the Toronto Raptors, uh, who had beat us previously uh, the last two times we played them. Um, and then, like I said, for... For at least 24 minutes, hung with the champs, um, and and a and a two-time MVP, two-time defending player of the year, and a couple All Stars on this team to to boot. So, I thought it was a really good week. Now, we we have to go to Minnesota tomorrow and play. Um, so this will be the same day that this comes out. We'll be playing Minnesota. Uh, the season doesn't stop, but I'm hoping we can carry some momentum because it looks like to me, um, you know. The, at the beginning of the season, we were just blowing. We were we were um, not blowing teams out. We were scoring at will, but we were still losing. And then we started playing defense, but we couldn't figure out how to also score. You know, and you wonder if maybe the conditioning wasn't there because you want you want to play that high pace offensively. Can you keep up that level of defense where you're running around and chasing everybody down? Um, this week, it looks like we figured out how to do that. Uh, I, we've talked a couple weeks ago about uh, how good our offense was. I think we were in the top ten. Um, maybe four or five or six uh, in, in the offense, um, but we were like 26th in defense. F- since that stat, we went to third in defense. 
So we're now not, that's not where we are overall. Um, but you can tell, you know, see what I mean. It drags up your, uh, your, your uh, season long percentage. Um, we are now 12th in defensive rating after being 26 just like 10 games ago. Um, that's a massive step. That means you're playing elite defense. Um, our offensive rating has gone to 15th from what it was. But we now are a, a, a plus uh, 2.3 in net rating, which is 10th overall in the NBA. And our expected win-loss is uh, 12 and 9, not 9 and 12, uh, which sounds bad, but it actually bodes well. It means we're playing winning basketball. We just lost some tough ones like this game to the Lakers or a couple of those games in the earlier in the season. So that's that. So that means essentially, given the statistics that we have, we the should be, a, would be we should be three games twelve and nine, right? Right. And that you, because it's hard to quantify like uh, collapsing at the end of games, that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> right. It's hard to quantify only scoring ten points in the third quarter or whatever. Um, well, but, and I, I certainly have seen you know some stats roll by that the the Pacers are. are you know the games that they're losing are by not that much. Generally, right. we we don't get blown out generally. Right. Um, we know, we lost we'll, by we'll, eighteen to the Bucks today, but I think, yeah, is that the biggest loss all season? It's it's got to be close. It's close, yeah. I mean, the, you know, they lose by a couple. You know, when they lose, it's usually by you know under five or so. Right. Um, which I mean, you know, is a little heart wrenching, but um, sure. But we're in these games, and, and the numbers suggest that we are a better team than our record shows. And I think we yeah. feel like that. I mean, we've been talking about that since the season started. Although, like I said, last week I kind of panicked and started to feel like maybe we had no idea what we were doing. But, um, I, you know, one of the things that I took a lot of note of this week was um, Karis LeVert. Because when he first came back, you know, I said I'm concerned that he's, much, he's a little bit of a ball stopper and it's going to stop this free-flowing offense we have. And then he came in in the first few games. He was, you know, cutting and passing and doing those things. But also, we were also kind of clearing out for him, letting him do his thing. And, you know, um, it seemed to be working because he's a gifted scorer. Last week, I'm going, I was right. He's a ball stopper. He's not doing the, you know, the right things. Um, he's just dribbling around and taking tough step back threes. And I feel like this week, they, they somebody talked to him. You know, he, he made a decision. I just saw him make quicker decisions in the offense. Now, was he still doing some one-on-one stuff? Yes. But it wasn't a lot of, I'm going to maybe take the screen, I'm going to maybe not, I'm going to dance around, and then I'm going to drive into traffic. It was much more, I get the ball and I make an offensive decision or I pass it quickly. And um, he still did a lot of more one-on-one stuff than, than maybe the offense calls for, but he was really good this week. And I thought it was his emphasis to make a quick decision that really helped us offensively. So uh, I wanted to shout him out um, because last week I, I talked some crap. So so uh, nice work, Karis LeVert. You're such a gifted player. I really hope that this, uh, you know, everybody can uh, figure this out on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, with him... I feel like there's definitely times that, you know, out of anybody who needs to just manufacture something, I feel like he's where you're going to go. Yeah, um, we don't have other guys that can do that, really. I mean, Duarte, I suppose. Uh, McConnell tends to pull something out of his butt all the time. But, but yeah, if, if the, if the uh, clock is winding down, I'd rather Karis LeVert try to take somebody off the dribble than anybody else on the team. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, part of that is just comes with that territory, you know, just... 
somebody's got to do it. So here you go, bud. Yeah, it well, happen. it's it's nice to have him back, and and I and I just think it's a matter of feeling each other out. You know, Carlisle is a is a, an actual coach. He wants to get better every game, and he's going to keep tweaking this stuff until it works out. Um, he kind of settled in on a lineup this this week, which I had uh, was super. He hasn't yet, um, you know, partly because of injuries, but partly because I think he's just willing to try a bunch of different combinations of players. Um, but it seems what he likes to do is our starting lineup, of course, is um, well, not of course, because it changed. Um, <laughs> Brogdon, Karis Levert, Justin Holiday, Miles Turner, and Sabonis. So uh, the rookie got hurt and didn't get his starting job back. He missed a couple games. Usually, you don't want to you know lose your starting job because you get hurt. But I think this makes sense. Uh, what he's doing is he's bringing uh, McConnell and uh, Tory Craig and uh, eight track in uh, near the end of the first quarter um, and leaves Miles Turner and Brogdon in the game. So then you've got Brogdon playing two and Corey, uh, uh, Torrey Craig playing four and Duarte playing, uh, playing small forward. And that unit has a lot of energy. Um, they, they really run and they really pass. They can all shoot, uh, you know, the rookie eight uh, track and, and uh, Torrey Craig, uh, who I'm just again. You mentioned him at the beginning of the, the show. You know his toughness, his offensive rebounds. He's the guy that's getting on the floor. Um, I'm really starting to like him. Uh, Jason predicted that he'd be a fan favorite, and I'm I'm starting to see why. Um, so I just really like that unit. And then and then you know at the beginning of the second, he pulls out uh, Brogdon and, and Turner and brings back Sabonis and uh, Levert. And you know so it's a nice kind of at least through basically a quarter and a half. It seems like he knows what he's doing. But he's also not afraid to ride the hot hand. Uh, we saw, um, was it Torrey Craig get into foul trouble and they brought in Keelan Martin? Was that the uh, L.A. I game? I think it was a Toronto was game. Was that the Toronto game? And Keelan Martin played really well. Um, and so he's Keelan Martin's been getting significant minutes this week because he's shooting the heck out of the ball. Um, and uh, playing defense. Uh, you know, he and he takes pride in that. So, um, you know. You got it. You got to do that stuff to earn minutes on this team, and I think Keelan's really working on that, and so he will continue to be a part of the rotation. Uh, Lamb, however, is n- not really seeing very many minutes right now, which I think is an interesting thing. I know he's battling bulky knee or whatever. He's always battling something, or uh, he's just battling the fact that he's getting out battled in practice. Maybe it's a lot of battling. Yeah, he's in. He's in a lot of battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, uh, Jeremy Lamb. I hear you're a great tipper. Love you. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that you know what Carlisle has done with the with the lineups just in general. You know, I, I like the fact that he's you know experimenting and and um, you know I felt like that in the last couple of years, coaches that we've had seem to just really stick with you know just kind of like find something pretty early and just ride it ride it into the ground like no matter what um, well i mean that's uh, frank vogel um you know you know would experiment a little bit but you're right he he liked to find something that worked and go with it he'd ride the starters to no end although he didn't really have m- much coming off the bench back in the day really relying on uh, dj augustine to come in and give you some big minutes i don't know shout out dj st- augustine yeah, he's still he's still in the league, I assume. 
um, and then Nate McMillan, same thing. I mean, you know, he he wanted to preach defense and continuity, um, and you know, he had like five offensive plays, and and he didn't want to rock the boat too much. And so once he found that, he stuck with it. So, and that worked for us to get us into the playoffs. But what I think, what I think is interesting about Carlisle, I think what makes Carlisle special, is that he wants the team to continue to get better and evolve. And it's not about the next win. It's about who you are at the end of the season, which is what, you know, we always talk about good coaches do. And we haven't had, you know, I mean, Nate wasn't doing that. He was, he was just going to make us a, you know, we're a 45 win team every year and we weren't going to be playing our best ball at the end of the season. Um, and Bjorkren, who knows what the heck he was doing um, besides choking his opportunity to be a head coach. All right, I got a, I got a lot of questions, John. I need, I need you to fill me in on a bunch of stuff, um, but I think I think I want to wait till Thursday to to have further discussions. That that sound good to you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you you okay. want to know more about coaching? You want to know more about this show that you've missed for the last six weeks? Yeah. So also, <laughs> you know, I know Jason. You know, Jason had gone through this as well, and it was the. Uh, it was the what happened uh, <laughs> show, and uh, you know, since those guys aren't here, it's it's, it's on. This is on you. So, oh my! All right. Fair so enough. so whatever you tell me, I'm gonna believe is is gospel, and um, I don't know if I should be trusting you for this. <laughs> good. But, uh, well, you know what, Jason and Harper have had just some absolutely insane opinions over the last six weeks, so uh, be prepared for that. Okay. Got to fill it's, you in. It's, not, it's not shocking, but uh, yeah, I mean, nor you know, in the past, you know, you were the one with the insane opinions, and those yeah. two were like, you know, just you know, sort of well reasoned, thoughtful um, analysts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I've matured. You know, yeah, yeah, I know things have changed. So, um, all right, let's wrap it up here, and we'll be back with you on Thursday. Always uh, wrap it up, kids. Digging, digging a little bit deeper uh, into, especially when into, you're digging in deeper into the. Pacers season. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. You can find us on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Twitter at undebeatables, Facebook.com slash the undebeatables. Our website is the undebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. Shout out to the bots who uh, uh, send us uh, <laughs> send us. Uh, you don't ever see these, John, because they're they're garbage. But uh, we we get people uh, offering to uh, proofread our website, so that's, that's oh, that's uh, nice of them. Yeah. Did they say for, this is an amazing website? It needs proofreading. Yeah, for for a fee. So, oh. and uh, you can send us an email. Shout out at theunbeatables dot com. Hey, d- did you uh, have you created our site on the on the metaverse yet, or is that is that uh, <laughs> I don't know. Later? That's uh, Jason's territory. Okay. Um, I think he's super into the metaverse as far as I okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we got to make sure that's updated or make sure we're a part of that universe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cause, uh, it's going to be big. What is it like? What, what's the metaverse again? Is it like 3d? Is I, that what it is? So I think it's like VR v- and virtual like, reality. You go to work with goggles on. I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Uh, so Colson, you'll be heading up that project. Um, but until then, um, you should uh, tell people where they can buy our T-shirts. 
It's on the website slash store. You have no idea. So I was just setting you up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's, well, at least well, that, well the, the, the listeners can tell their friends now right. where to buy that t-shirt. Um, for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sucklinard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. I forgot about that part. What, that I sing just terrible things into your <laughs> ears? You said it, not me. It's your show and we're all just living in it. <laughs> Oh... Uh.